0: you have an airbnb your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host
3: the following program is brought to you by your friends at podcast one don't forget to download our new podcast one app
0: Check out schwanns.com backslash yum for details.
3: Oh boy. Oh boy. After a brief hiatus, for better or worse, really, we have returned. Top five has returned. And guess what? We have more lists. Who would have guessed the show about lists has more of them. Uh, and with PLC Sunday, why not go into... The best TLC matches of all time. That's right. It's a top five of TLC matches. So welcome to Top 5, the weekly podcast where we go over assorted topics in wrestling culture and lore. Uh, This week, like I said, top five TLC matches of all time. Uh, I am your host, Pro Wrestling Sheets, James McKenna. And with me as always, Mr. Kevin Silva. Kevin, how are you doing?
1: That's right. Top 5 is back. Top 5 with James and Kevin. Uh, presented by M Night Shyamalan. That's right. We're we're new. We got twists and turns. The twist is the episode
3: cuts off right now because of Kevin's internet. <laughs>
1: uh, I hate you so much. Actually, uh, but... that
3: that wouldn't be a twist at all because it's expected.
1: Oh, I want to murder your face off. Thousands uh, of miles away. Oh, no, hopefully not for long.
3: Uh-huh. But.
1: Um yes, we are uh, we're back. We're back. It's like uh, it's going to be a spicy spicy one. I like this list a lot. And uh yeah, I'm I'm ready to crack a chair uh, over your head.
3: Oh, perfect. I I'm really excited about the TLC pay-per-view. I don't yeah, know I'm, like all the matches are good, even the ones where I'm like, oh, it's Bobby Lashley versus Elias. <laughs> Fuck it, I'm into it. But that's even
1: that's the, it's a lot match for, for you get the, you get the, the damn guitar. I'm excited. Everything yeah, so far. Everything I kinda, ha- feel, I, feel, I kinda feel like Renee Young in the sense where on Monday she she kinda let out, she's like, I love TLC. <laughs> I'm
3: is it said the thing I'm most excited about TLC is I hope Dean wrestles in like the shitty greaser bane jacket. I I love that dumb jacket so goddamn much. Oh,
1: uh, it's a good jacket. It's I like the jacket, it's the mask how, that makes it
3: how did they match the trim to the hair, the beard hair, and the trim <laughs> to that jacket are identical color. Like if you were to go to goddamn Home Depot and look at paint samples, that's the same one. It's Does like you have a
1: slotch, maybe. Uh...
3: Fall Auburn. I don't know. What would you call that? I
1: don't know. He's just, he's just walking out. Fozzie? Is that what you call it?
3: Fozzie Bear.
1: <laughs> or Jericho's Fozzie Band.
3: <laughs> yes. Jericho's Fozzie Band is that color. <laughs> and not the Muppet Fozzie Bear.
1: I mean a little bit of both, yeah. Also, I
3: just horrified myself about thinking of like <coughs> a skinned Muppet for a jacket.
1: Oh my God, now yeah. I have it in my head. <laughs> yeah. And uh, now I'm like, oh, you guys want to talk about Unstable with Dean Ambrose. Here you 100% go.
3: What a 100% Snuffleupagus jacket. What? <laughs> no. I don't oh want God. that.
1: I guess we. I guess he could keep those ugly, hideous shirts. That talk about how crazy and much of a lunatic he is.
3: Sorry to go so dark so quickly with this, but I was just just imagining uh, miscellaneous Muppets in like how we treat animals in current society. Like Canada Goose would be obviously replaced by Big Bird. Like it would just be a Big Bird stuffed jacket. Uh, (laughs) Like all this is horrifying. Well, now that we're talking about skinning Muppets, should we talk about an actual wrestling match? Maybe. I
1: think that's, uh maybe where we should go. Yeah, sure.
3: And I'll give you my Twitter after the show if you want to talk about skinning Muppets and and or a Muppet Christmas Carol, the greatest Christmas movie of all time. We are in the Christmas or,
1: season, or like if you want to just do the old AIM thing, where like you just just uh, report James constantly until he. Gets too many reports and then he can't tweet anymore. Uh, I wish that that's how. uh, If I wonder if Twitter worked like AIM, like if you just (laughs) couldn't use your your Twitter account for a while.
3: Why do we want to block him? (laughs) Because he only talks about skinning muppets.
1: He's he. Well, with a. I I know you guys can't see him, but if you just add the visual of James right now, he's got a hood over his head that's kind of like dipping down into his eyes. He's just like. Uh, let's talk off. about skinning these muppets. Uh.
3: Hood's off, hood's off. Everything's fine. Uh, no, no, I love Muppet Christmas. Before we get into the list, Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, what is your favorite Christmas movie?
1: Uh, I'm a, I'm a piece of shit. I'm the one that says Die Hard, but fuck you. Uh, die is a great. Uh, is a Christmas movie. I don't care. It, it's one it, of those things. It is shut a Christmas up, movie. It is
3: a Christmas movie. No, yeah, I'm not arguing with you on it. Okay. That's okay, a I Christmas movie. It's not the greatest Christmas movie. By
1: any um, I'll, I'll say if there's my Christmas movies go like Home Alone, okay, Hard, and uh, the Holiday. There you go. I, I fucking love the Holiday. And the Holiday is so good.
3: Muppet Christmas Carol for me takes my first spot, uh, strictly because uh, Michael Caine is acting his fucking ass off. He does I'm not curious. care that everyone's a Muppet. He is Michael Goddamn Caine.
1: Uh, He's a treasure.
3: What a fine performance in a incredible movie. Uh, mm. Obviously, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess Die Hard to me would make top five. It's certainly not top three. I, I couldn't. Well, I guess.
1: I, I guess we could have made a list, you know, of five. But I mean, that's that's not here or there. That's not about wrestling. That, and uh, that's what brings wondered, us to our- he,
3: uh, the, this is, like, a really, like, fucked up fact about... Not fucked up fact, but, uh... <laughs> this list, we're gonna get through this in an hour. If we talked about my top five Christmas movies of all time, that would be a five-hour pot. Like, each hour... For We'd, sure. good,
1: we'd be recapping. I'd there. be characters. I'd be saying some yippee ki motherfuckers in here.
3: I've always been intrigued by those podcasts that go over like, a movie minute by minute, and I feel like we should do that with the holiday. Uh,
1: Oh, don't even... Don't get me... I just got excited right now, James. There, I hate you. there we go.
3: Now that Kevin's aroused, let's go to the oh. list. Remember, top oh five TLC matches of all time. Uh, it, it just got to be a TLC match. It's the only rule to this. And considering only one company has them, um, <laughs> we're going to be staying pretty local on this. Uh, so we're staying within WWE because no other fucking company has a TLC match. Or at least one that I know of that they branded as a TLC. Can they legally right. do that?
1: Oh, maybe they can.
3: I'm pretty sure they can say they have a tables, ladders, and chairs match. Like
1: right, <clears> or <throat> we're or, or like it. a
3: ladders, chairs, and tables match. Like oh, we we're, were,
1: we're over here going tongue in cheek, being like oh, it's tender love and care, but it's tables, ladders, chair.
3: Yeah, no, it's all good. Um, but let's start off hot with number five because I love number five. Which oh my god, to be truthfully honest. I think would be higher if not for the, it was on the pre-show. Right. right, right. If it was main card, I would be 100% in on this. Uh, but because it was pre-show, I felt a little bit of the luster got sucked away, uh, but it's still a number five, which is a very prestigious spot. Uh, and we're going all the way back to 2014. What a wonderful time.
1: What a wonderful uh, time.
3: Extreme rules. That's right. We are talking about WLC El Torito versus Hornswoggle.
1: Dude, what? A, it's so Holy fun. Shit. It's one. It's one of the most fun. Uh, it's it's so fun. It's just it's it's a good time.
3: Well, to begin with, <clears> let's, <throat> let's just start with WWE went all out and was like, well, if we're going to have a WLC, everyone needs to be a little person.
1: Yeah, um, we're just, Vince got, is back there just like laughing his ass off. Just uh, <laughs> they got look a, at the tables. <laughs> a little man
3: ring announcer. Uh, who said we LCC match? Uh, obviously not a professional. Uh, they got tiny people announcers. Uh, there's a tiny person ref and uh, really just, you know, took the fucking training wheels off this idea. It was
1: uh, ha, ha, look at look at the uh, look at the Michael Cole. He's so small. Well, like, we'll go into the funny stuff
3: first because the funny stuff is all like. Hornswoggle running around the ring, grabbing Torito's tail, and Torito pulling him headfirst into, like, Jinder's crotch. Uh, well, and this it's is like, rock and roll oh.
1: Hornswoggle, by the way. This yes. Is, this is... By the way, we, yeah. We, we, we Man Band ro- Hornswoggle right here. Yeah,
3: like, I think it's uh, important to note out, because we're going to get into this a bit. Uh, El Torito had Los Matadores by his side, the Colons. Um, and then you had the other side, which was 3MB, which is so fucking crazy to think? Jinder McIntyre escorted Hornswoggle to a match, just a few short years ago.
1: I mean, so so far we have one, you're talking about one world champion, talking about one soon to be world champion. Come on, yeah. And we're talking about one very professional referee in the WWE. Oh
3: God, he's he's got kids. He's, he's, he's got, got kids,
1: kids
3: um. Let's go into the crazier shit of this match, though, because in re-watching it, I feel like I had forgotten about half the spots in this match. <laughs> uh, everyone goes through a table. I'm pretty sure this was the first, like, uh, Drew McIntyre, Tope hilo where he just took it on his back. Like, no one caught him. It was just a Tope over the top through a table, and no one was there. No, no one. I was fucking horrified. That guy's like 7'9". Um, he just fucking. Oh, that was so scary to watch. Uh but like, yeah, to, Torito jumping on Jinder from the in, inside the ring and going through like four tables. Um, and like everything about this match was psychotic. Um, Hornswoggle did a cute little uh, splash off the ring apron through uh, the announce table on Torito. And when I say announce table, I mean little person announce table.
1: They just you've like, got a little tiny announce table. Right next uh, to the big announce table, Fridayy right, tadpole splashed through it.
3: It was fucking bananas. Uh, everything about this match. It, like the crowd the crowd treated this like it was the main event. Uh, oh, ha- halfway through this match, everyone was like, "Why the fuck are we getting this on the pre-show? Later on, <sighs> there's going to be some bullshit chairs match between the big show and Sheamus. and now we have this.
1: Like, I'm just going to say like ladies and gentlemen like this is the only match from this uh, extreme rules that'll be on this show. We're not we're not there's no other match for TLC from Extreme Rules 2014 that makes this list. This is the match. This this was the main event, really. Let's be real.
3: Was there another TLC match at it- I don't care if there
1: was. Let's pretend that was. was.
3: <laughs> it's Let's not like think... this was the TLC pay-per-view.
1: Let's pretend that there was all matches were TLC. This was the best one.
3: Sure. Okay. <laughs> all, every, yes, every one of those matches was a TLC match at Extreme Rules. That's how that pay-per-view works. Everything's fine. But yeah, no. Uh, number five, uh, Torito versus Warnswoggle. We'll see uh, Extreme Rules 2014. Uh, definitely one to watch that, that is one for even, like, casual viewers. It's a fun watch just because you you get so caught up in, like, what the fuck is going on and Sure, why. like,
1: here's, here's the thing. We've talked about our matches that we say that we would show to somebody to get them into wrestling. Let's say that you tried showing those people the wrestling and they still won't buy it. Well, you know, it's time to just stop trying and just show them something ridiculous. And this is the match. This is the match. Just show yeah. them something so fun that if you if you can't enjoy it, just get that person out of your house. they're a demon, yeah,
3: no, they're a demon, that's how that works that's locked, uh but yeah, that's number five, number five because we we got I, we got a lot to say about almost each batch, so I mean might as well roll through this shit, um, just so we can get back to talking about Muppet Christmas Carol. that's what this podcast <laughs> is officially about now, uh but let's go to number four, number four, we're rolling back the clock a little bit more in time we're going to 2008 uh and we're going to one night stand extreme rules we haven't left the extreme rules banner just qu- just yet
1: not yet uh also the time where there was people had better necks people had better spines people had better knees and hips this is a match of edge <laughs> versus the undertaker
3: it <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> They're just falling apart now, aren't they? Oh, wow. Um but yeah, it's the Edge versus Undertaker match. Uh if Edge wins, he's a new champion. If Undertaker loses, well, if Edge wins, he's a new champion, <laughs> and also Undertaker's just fucking gone from the WWE. <clears throat> um let let's start this out with the thing that I was angriest about rewatching this match <laughs> uh was immediately the bulldozer set. And I was like, God damn it, I want special pay per view sets back.
1: Dude, yes. They're so cool. Like I get it. Like there's a big thing about uh, you know got budget budget cuts, but they're so cool.
3: Everything about bring back the backlash set where it's got the two hooks that fucking swing back and forth. Uh, Bring me, give me a human cannonball. I don't care. Like just make it cool. Make everything look really awesome all the time. (laughs) There. But yeah. So the bulldozer set. And then let's forget also, I want to move this to the side that Undertaker at the end of this match to set up the final spot moves the ladder like he's trying to grab the belt, but like moves the ladder like 10 feet away from the belt. (laughs) We need to like pretend that didn't happen because anyway, like the problem is the secondary camera angle that they got was perfect because you think he's going for it. The first camera angle they have for that is dead on, and it just looks like Undertaker is like he's like looking at the tables and setting it up, and it's like, oh, he's gonna do that spot because he's no, he can't grab the belt from there.
1: Right? He's he, ten, there's no way.
3: He's ten feet away. Um, that said, ignoring those fact, ah, uh, Jesus Christ, this match was a car crash. Um, yeah. Every, everyone went through a table. Uh, La Familia attack Taker um Ryder Hawkins both took inside to outside the ring table bumps which is really great to see. Uh Chavo attacked Undertaker and holy shit could it be a Bam Neely sighting. Bam Neely shows up in the main event. Um, <coughs> fun fact about Bam Neely by the way. Yes, not his real name and also 100% a reference to hockey player Cam Neely. But Bam Neely's character did not play hockey. I don't think he was a hockey enthusiast. Uh, He was just a guy who liked Cam Neely a bunch, I guess. Um, Near the end of the match, Edge takes a powerbomb through two fucking tables. Uh, (laughs) uh, And then Undertaker does his four table off the ladder, bomb through four tables on the outside. Uh, yeah, Yeah, Jesus. Everything about that car crash is watching a legitimate car crash.
1: That bump is so nasty. It's just like, it's just knowing like what Undertaker's body is like now. You see something like this and you're like, oh my God.
3: Imagine being at one night stand extreme Rules, watching him do that table bump, getting in the ring, picking up a microphone and then telling the crowd being like, guess what crowd this man's still going to be wrestling matches, plural matches in 2018. (sighs) 10 years from now, he's still going to be doing this shit.
1: 10 whole years.
3: Everyone would have been horrified. They would have been like, who would have believed that match? That Ed, like, Edge would be the one that be <laughs> retired for years and stay retired. And Undertaker God. would be the guy who's like, I love guns and my family and wrestling.
1: <laughs> <laughs> On this day, I see clearly.
3: Um,. Yeah, Taker lost the match. He sold it like he fucking died too, which is great. Uh, yeah,
1: he looks like he looks like a dead man. He's just he's he's in the, he's in a pile at the on the outside of the ring. It's well, awful.
3: But that's why I loved about casket matches because like casket matches, if you lost that, like if Undertaker lost that and he gone went away for a while, it's like oh, he's in a casket or like a buried alive right. match. There'd be reasons he didn't like. Walk out of his own volition was like, yeah, no, no, no. I can, I can walk. Everything's fine. (laughs) I'm not like dead, dead. I'm just going to take a nap for a while. Everything should be cool. Um, Which is funny because all this, it would make a lot of sense for this. uh, If not for number three, which I feel we should get right into. uh, Because under number three is the undoing of number four. Not a year later. (laughs) Uh, It really, it's so great. Um, If anything, it's why I put them back to back is because just to have that segue. uh, So we're going to number three now. And number three is, if you haven't guessed it or don't know the storyline, the SummerSlam 2009 CM Punk versus Jeff Hardy match. Uh this was also a loser leaves WWE match uh because they used to have these a lot more I guess uh and it was also part of CM Punk's just say no campaign cuz you know Jeff Hardy did Jeff a lot Hardy of is, shit
1: which is crazy that they're like bringing that like part of Jeff Hardy's life back into storyline recently I always hated that
3: strictly because uh I don't like the idea of a company being like, hey, can you dive off this cell for me? Also, don't do Percocets. <laughs> it's like, wait, what?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Make <laughs> you up like, your mind, please. Can you swing from this cell at the very top of it and then just drop right into through a table? There, there's no man on it. Listen, and then know. just uh, don't do drugs, though.
3: Yeah, if I'm jumping off tw- 20 feet of <laughs> something through a table... I'm taking a per- you're lucky i'm not taking a perk step before that that is <laughs> prepping yeah. my body for it uh but so th- this match um th- it was a good match overall good match how did you feel about this match
1: i like this match especially with being a being c i was i'm a big cm punk fan yeah and um this is also uh i think i think we still get a little bit of uh some solid moving about from Jeff Hardy in this match, which is great by me. Oh, I'm entirely. A big, you, got and, the, uh, you
3: got the, you got the swanton through the announce table. That was fantastic. <laughs> um, a lot of great moves.
1: A lot it. of great moves. I mean, this is just like, it's, it's, it's going back to what you're saying, where Jeff Hardy, please don't do drugs, but at the same time, put your life on the line constantly. Um, it's, it's a lot of, uh, Jeff taking so much brunt from CM Punk. There's one spot where they, of course, got to almost where CM Punk almost baseball swings his head with a baseball bat, with, a, yeah. with a, a, a chair.
3: By the way, a point I also wanted to make about this match that I got reminded of and I got so angry. WWE, uh, I don't think you're listening, but if the off chance you are, <laughs> uh, Bring Back No More Words as Jeff's theme song. I can't stress that enough. No one wants the old Hardy Boys theme. They would like Jeff's singles-run theme. Get that yeah.
1: going. I agree. But then they're just gonna have, Jeff's going to be like, well, Hey, guys, I'm in a band called Jim. Let's try one of my band's songs.
3: And they would say, No, they're all bad. Sorry, <laughs> He'd be,
1: like, be like, Creatures!
3: Oh, uh, God. Is, is there... <laughs> I love, first, I love Jeff Hardy. I love Jeff Hardy. Do not get me wrong. Who has a worse promo in WWE?
1: Oh, it's rough. It's, uh, here's the thing. There are actually worse promos. Um, it's just that Jeff is, Jeff delivers his lines and, and, and he does it clearly and fine. He just kind of gets lost in it.
3: Who has um, a worse and- promo? You just said there's worse promos. Who has a
1: Ronda Rousey. Rousey?
3: No, no, no. On, in the men's division.
1: <clears throat> oh, um, you,
3: you can't compare because like certain people, Tamina um, like, exists. Like,
1: right, right, right. Um, I don't know. I, I, don't. I now you've. I don't think there is a worse one in the men's division.
3: Yeah, I, I Jeff is so good in ring, but his promo. Oh God, it's lacking so much all the time. Sorry, just a, a side tangent of me being angry about that.
1: <laughs> I mean, I, I, but I mean, overall, I mean, if I have to hear Ronda Rousey say, I stand guard, like one more goddamn time, I want to strangle myself.
3: I'm going to make that your ringtone for me.
1: I stand guard. I stand guard at the top of this month. I stand guard. I stand guard. I stand guard. Shut up. Who's stand guard? Who's stand guard? And why is he so important to your life? Um, Will your awful husband be jealous?
3: (laughs) Let's get into why this match was important. Uh, Because do you remember number three, well, number four, where Undertaker rode (laughs) off into the sunset, never to be heard of from again? The end of match three undoes all of that. Uh, CM Punk goes on to win the match. He's standing over defeated Jeff Hardy. Uh, The gong hits. Lights go out. They come back on CM Punk's laughing because Undertaker did not come out. But alas, Jeff Hardy has disappeared. Uh and in his stead, Undertaker. And Undertaker just choke slams him and it's fucking cool. Um <laughs> the, the crowd losing it for Undertaker being there randomly is just great. Uh that, I I know it's not technically the match, but I consider it part of it because it happened during it. Uh Real, like, one of the cooler moments that happened at the tail end of the uh decade, there,
1: yeah. I uh, it's, I mean, eventually we get CM Punk and Undertaker versus at WrestleMania, which didn't happen right away, but that was a fun, that was a fun little run, too.
3: Uh, I mean, that one was great because you had, I love WWE's, honestly, love WWE's streak of taking, um, Real life death. Real life and death just of like guys who were kind of close. Like they didn't do that. Like it's not like they ever had a heel, like be like, fuck Bruno San Martino. And then like right. punch a member of his family. Like that never happened. But if you had like moderate ties to WWE and you were like mid card status, they, t- they totally would just hit up a member of your family and were like, you cool with us exploiting this?
1: But like hey uh charlotte rick are you guys cool with us talking about your I, <laughs> dead relative on camera i love a lot
3: all the uh dude I, I
1: gotta say the jim Danville that hard stuff is really really pushing it again with me i'm just it upsets me
3: i love that i cannot wait uh for the table to be set afire or like something crazier to happen be oh, like, God. oh, we found his casket and then put the casket through the table. Just go wacky. And
1: then drag his casket around a cemetery and go, chained up.
3: Uh, go full boss, man. If you're going to do this, go man. full boss, man. You never go full
1: boss, man. You never <laughs> go full boss, man. Your daddy said
3: he always wanted to be a drag queen. <laughs> I'm going to make him one. Jesus, boss, man. Oh, so good. Um... But yeah, uh, it's definitely... it's. Oh, mm. where I was going at on that one was I just love the interviews with uh, Paul Bearer's kid after during that CM Punk Undertaker storyline. Where right. he was like, yeah, I gave him permission to do shit. Not that
1: shit, though.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like, there Not there'd
3: be,
1: there'd be... pour my father's ashes out on the ground. <laughs> Not lick them
3: and be like, fuck this guy. Oh
1: my god. <laughs> Such...
3: Uh, which i loved like that was the beauty of it well, was, it
1: was insane <laughs> absolutely insane like it was i was like holy crap like sam punk is an evil mastermind and i'm just like but at the same time like oh was like why would you let this happen why? i just
3: i always think of things in like the weirdest scenarios of just like you know we all sat there and are like this is fucked up Imagine if you had no knowledge of wrestling or, like, just switching channels.
1: Right, yeah. And you
3: just turned the channel to watch this, like, punk guy start pouring ashes on another human and be like, ah, ah I'm going to lick my hand, lick the ashes off my body. Jesus. So good. So good. Uh, but, yeah, uh, that's number three. Um, Jeff Hardy's gone. Undertaker's there. He slams bunk. Uh, bunk. Bunk. CM Punk, <laughs> bunk. He joke slams bunk. Uh, and then when Taker's leaving, he just pushes over a bunch of ladders and shit for no reason too. He's just like angry about the ladders being there.
1: I mean, who would it be? Yeah, they're just so cluttered.
3: Well, I mean, it reminds of him when he got kicked out of the WWE. I guess. Yeah. I,
1: he's, just, he's, like, he's like, ah, I forgot there was ladders around today.
3: Um, Push. So that was number three.
1: Should we go to number two? Um, I don't know, man. I think we, okay, fine.
3: We go. Let's, Let's just see. end the podcast at three. We're good.
1: Yeah, all right, we're good.
3: <laughs> um, number two. Uh, what a fantastic match. Uh, mm. that debut, the debut of the shield It is a uh, shield versus team. Hell no with Ryback. Mm. It's the big guy. Oh, uh, at TLC oh. 2012. Finally, the TLC pay-per-view getting some love on here. It's only on here once.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: The, but, despite having a pay-per-view for years named after it, uh, one <laughs> TLC pay-per-view match has gotten on this. Uh,
1: and it's and the it's, Shield debut. This is, uh, yeah, Shield debut uh, with also just oh, one of my least favorite people that never got I never got was Ryback. Right
3: the big guy. Love the big guy. Never,
1: never got him. Never got
3: insane. him. Insane. I loved every dumb thing he did. Uh, one of my favorite photos while working at WWE that I found, and I think it's still somewhere. It was like during some like tribute to the troops thing, and it's just Ryback riding a tricycle, and he looks like the happiest fucking Muppet, and it's great. <laughs> it is just a lovely photo of a big dumb idiot riding a tricycle. Sorry, Ryback, a, I love you.
1: He's, don't, he's a big dumb animal, folks. Don't
3: fight me. Um, so wait, just just to begin with, just because in rewatching this pay per view. I was horrified that I had forgotten the passage of time, uh, because it opened up with like, uh, 26 bell salute to the victims of Sandy Hook. And I was oh very much God. just like, Jesus, that was 2012. That feels like 2005. Uh, and that was the shield debut. Christ. Just to give you some context. Um, overall, a great match. Uh, great match. And what a wacky day, too. Like, also wacky for like the passing of time. So full disclosure, I was at this event. Um, lovely time. Uh, even weirder at the beginning of the day, uh, ring of honor had their final battle at the Manhattan ballroom or Hammerstein ballroom. Uh, to which the main event was Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens. So, wow. (laughs) wow. It was like really wacky how time works out. Um, but yeah, no, it was great. Uh, Dean Ambrose legit got choke slammed through a chair. Like not like oh he got choke slammed sideways or he got choke slammed on the chair. The chair was opened and he got choke slammed the hard way over the bat, like the top of the chair. Yeah,
1: it's so cool. it
3: was fucking brutal. Like you rewatch it and you're like, I-, I couldn't have seen that the right way. Let me rewind. and You rewind it ten times, and then you're like, No, he took that the hard way. Oh, oh boy, all of that sucked. <laughs> um. Rollins took like a fifteen foot ladder bump through four tables.
1: Uh, is that where he like he barely he barely clears it, right? Oh, d- you
3: say barely clears it, like his head, like so he goes. This through, is
1: clear, like ricochets off of it, right?
3: Well, no, he goes through three tables, but the fourth one, the bottom, the bottom one That's in the right, back, right? Uh, his head, his well, his neck actually careens right off of,
1: uh,
3: and it does not break. And it's it really, really
1: looks like he's d- he's gonna possibly die.
3: Uh, it's hard to say if that one's on Ryback or Rollins. I would lean closer to Ryback, to be truthfully uh, honest.
1: As you you should.
3: As as you do, uh, <clears throat> that Rollins didn't like. Uh, like you could blame it on Rollins not jumping far enough. You could also blame it on Ryback not like pushing him far enough.
1: Oh, that he was, Ryback! Uh, he's greener than goose shit. Jesus,
3: the big guy, clotheslining overweight women into pools since
1: 2017. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ.
3: Never forget about that commercial, everyone. Oh, uh, I wish what, I could. A, what a lovely time. Uh, but no, this is just, it, uh, it kind of checks all the boxes. Great match has cultural significance to, uh, where the field is at currently, all that fun stuff. Uh, overall, just a, great match great match also good pay-per-view that was also the uh ziggler cena main event Mm, yeah which was real hot people really love super into that with the uh aj uh turn which is lovely it's also weird saying aj and not being aj styles
1: (laughs) i was for a split second i was very confused right there
3: (laughs) aj styles wasn't there no the lady one
1: the lady aj Uh,
3: april mendez for all you marks who are calling people by their actual names, Ape. Paul Levesque, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Troy, New York. Uh, I don't know why I just thought of that video, but if you have time, I need to, I need to like post the link later. There is a lovely video of, a uh, someone made a fake, uh, political video for Ric Flair where it's just him screaming Troy New York over and over again. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's just like Ric Flair is hitting the campaign trail, and he's going to be visiting cities like, Troy New York. Also, Troy New York. Great. Uh, before we get to number one, we're so close, so close, just about there. Uh, but before we get there, dishonorable mention, to which no, I have one.
1: This one. To which I've I have one. I've waiting for
3: this one. Do you have one?
1: Uh, I, uh, mine's cheating. Go ahead though with yours.
3: What what's what's cheating about yours?
1: Let's go with yours real quick. I want to uh, know. Cheating.
3: I want to know if we match.
1: Just, just, we won't. All
3: right. Well, uh, mine. I think you
1: follow the rules more than I do.
3: I do. Uh, mine. I have one. Uh, we're going back to TLC 2014. I lied. TLC's on here twice, but not in a good way. Uh, well, when I say TLC 2014, do you know what I'm talking about?
1: Uh I think so.
3: What do you think it is?
1: You just go, just go.
3: No, say it, say it. Good wait, host wait. banter.
1: Hold on, 2014. Hold on, I want, no, I want to make sure.
3: Don't don't research this. You okay?
1: If, if it's the same one as me,
3: no, you're, you are you are researching it now. I'm just no, gonna no, say just to, it. No, I, it's,
1: mine's t- also 2014.
3: Uh, you just had. I just saw the glow on your face, looking in your phone. Oh, I just
1: want. I just want to make sure it's the right year. It's uh, it's Rowan versus Big Show, the the stairs match.
3: Oh no, no, I wasn't talking about that. That is cheating. That's not the thing at all.
1: I don't care. I don't care. It was on TLC. It was part of a TLC tables, chairs, and stairs. All of a sudden, like that's it was the stupidest idea. Wait
3: till we have a dumb match list, and then you can bring that shit up.
1: You listen, listen, you piece of shit. You asked me what it was. I told you what it was, and I'm gonna come to you and I'll punch you in the face.
3: I well I have a legit dishonorable mention. Unlike Big the shit gentler. you brought up. Uh same pay per view, but the real be- the real traitor mm. of that show. Uh Bray Wyatt versus Dean Ambrose. Uh mm. do you remember the ending of that one? Where where Dean tried to throw a TV? Remember when yes, he tried to yes, throw yes, a TV? Exploded. <laughs> it exploded real good. And then that was the end. The end of that match was <laughs> Dean Ambrose uh was was scared by a, a TV that blew up because he didn't know to unplug it. I was that the lesson? Like, unplug your TVs before you throw them. Uh, either it was fucking dumb, it was so fucking yeah, dumb. Everything yeah. about that, I've never been angrier. Actually, I have been. It was during a hologram hell in a cell. Why did they give Bray all the dumb shit?
1: Oh, I. I love Bray Wyatt so much.
3: Give him cool things. Do not make him Papa Shango. Jesus Christ. I, I don't ask for much. I actually do. I ask for a lot. You yeah,
1: ask for a lot, dude.
3: I do. All I want is a skinned Muppet jacket and TLC <laughs> matches that don't belittle me. Is that too much to ask?
1: It's a yes. callback.
3: Uh, let's go to number one. This one needs is going to probably be extremely obvious to everyone, uh, and that is the first one. Yeah, it's it's nothing new. Everyone should have been expecting this fully. Yes, that is Kevin opening his door. You can hear that. Shut up. <laughs> I
1: will call you out. I'll uh, let my cat
3: out. That's what you call it. Okay.
1: He was meowing. I figured it would probably get on the show more than me opening my door.
3: I don't know what that would have been a euphemism for. I had to let my cat yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> that way. Yeah,
1: that you did, pal. Yeah.
3: I bet you do. Uh, but no, the, the first TLC match of all time obviously is going to be number one. Uh, Edge and Christian versus Hardy Boys versus Dudley Boys. It was SummerSlam 2000. Uh, you know, the the bar setter. 100% the bar setter for everything.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's it's poetry. It's what it really is. It's, it's, it's upsetting, brutal poetry.
3: If... If Sean and Razor started the revolution with the ladder match, uh, this was the evolution of that.
1: Um Absolutely.
3: It is the archetype for all current ladder matches. Um, everything since that match has either met that benchmark or paled in comparison. Um, that is the one. P- as much as I love Sean Razor, Sean Razor is such a good match. Uh, this is the benchmark for good ladder matches nowadays.
1: Oh, absolutely. If you can it's, compare
3: uh, to the Triple Threat TLC from SummerSlam 2000, you have met the quality standard of current WWE, which is, it's so weird to say like that held that benchmark for so long. Because again, I love Sean and Razor, but uh, if you compare that to a lot of matches nowadays, like it fit the stylings for the mid 90s, which is great. Uh, but I feel like now it wouldn't get the pomp and circumstance that it kind of deserves. Whereas right. this match, you play this match from SummerSlam 2000, 18 year almost 19 years ago at this point. Um and it holds up to every current standard or beats it from a lot of standpoints, which is just so insane to think about. Um you know, it's hard to say. Yeah, you know, like multiple outside the ring double table spot, like everyone went through two tables. It was everyone did that. Um Edge speared Lita with Lita cracking her skull off one of the fucking lat. like there's a Ugh. everything in this match was insanity.
1: And like just going back and like hearing like these guys talk about that match and like what it meant to them and what it meant to their careers and like they're just like, okay guys, go out there and, and show people what what you got. <clears throat> and I don't know, these guys just became like these geniuses when it came to making these matches count. And, and making sure that everyone got their shit in, but at the same time, like it, it all made sense. Like these, that match makes so much sense every step of the way. Even, even like the crazier spots, like they all, it all works.
3: Yeah, there's not everything in that match is poetry. It is a a testament to match building storytelling. Um, literally every box you can check got checked in that match. Absolutely. Which is... You know, it's a rare feat. You you know, it's hard to watch a match and be like, "That was perfect inside and
1: out." Uh, And it's one of those things where, like, people are like, "Oh, like you don't want to like." Again, personally, I'm not a death match person or anything like that. Um, And going back and watching certain hardcore matches is really hard for me to watch. But these are this is a match where it wasn't just ridiculous spots for ridiculous spots' sake. These told great stories. They it was it the the brutal element just it, it played it's it's its own role in this match. So yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't like there was six guys out there, six guys, the referee, and the actual just brutality of the match itself was its own character.
3: Uh, plus, first match that I know of with the ceiling cam, bringing the ceiling cam in it. Dude, the ceiling cam was so tight um jeff's first hang from the belt spot (laughs) yeah which i loved i love that they added that to video games you could never win with it (laughs) did anyone ever win by hanging from the belts or was that just like a hey this happened in real life so we need to add it
1: it's one of those like things that you might have won there might have been one uh, one person that they let win one time like programmed in there somewhere (laughs) Like a, you know, like a Seth Rollins winning with a Falcon Arrow. It happens one time.
3: Yeah, hey, there we go. Falcon Arrow.
1: Falcon Arrow.
3: What a great move.
1: Falcon Arrow. Falcon
3: Arrow. You know who had the best one? Bob Holly.
1: Bob Holly is, is a bad man. Bob is, is, is a, a bad, bad, bad
3: man. man. That's why if anyone, I don't know if I've ever I think I had to have said that out loud before, but if anyone's ever like, why'd you choose Falcon Arrow as a username on that? Bob Holly, Bob Holly is mm-hmm. the only answer to that question. Uh, but Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you on that. But
3: yeah, that's number one. Number one is the first ever TLC mm-hmm. match. That's not a surprise to people.
1: No, no, no. You guys knew it was coming.
3: Yeah, as soon as you're like, oh, top five TLC matches of all time. I'm sure like some things like, you know, Shield versus Hell No, or like Punk versus Hardy. Yeah, they, they might have been like, oh, that's an interesting add on to the list. This one, not an interesting add-on. It is the obvious. It is the needed. Uh, When talking about TLC matches, this is a match that needs to be brought up.
1: I feel Um, there might be people that would have shown up at our houses with knives to our throats if we didn't put it there.
3: And to be truthfully honest, um, I kind of feel like some some people are going to probably be like, oh, why wasn't the other other, uh, TLC match on there from them? I, like the second one just felt like a it was a cool reboot they they realized they caught lightning in a bottle um and they could do stuff with it and that's fine um recreating that magic from this match uh because like mid match you could tell the crowd started to figure out what they were getting, and it was so cool to watch that crowd dynamic uh because as soon as that clicked for them that they were watching something special, every one of them got got fired. It was great. It was so cool. Uh, But yeah, that's the list. Hope everyone enjoyed it. It's a good time. I'm a fan of it. Were you a fan of it?
1: I liked it. Uh, You could have used a little bit more Baron Corbin from Monday night on there, but you know, Uh,
3: well, I mean, that's good. The next list is the top five Baron Corbin matches of all time.
1: Oh yes, that's right. That's right. That's right.
3: Um, All five of them are him versus Bull Dempsey from NXT takeover.
1: (laughs) Just uh,
3: that was that was not a good match.
1: No, that was a Actually, bad one.
3: All five of them should be, I think, was it Finn? I forget who it was. No, 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 it was Ziggler. Uh, I forget the time it was. I will always give Corbin credit for this. There was supposed to be some sort of move that uh, someone was coming around. It was on the outside of the ring. Uh, someone was supposed to be rounding the stairs.
1: Oh, where he just saves his life?
3: Yeah, and they essentially tripped, and Corbin caught him midair and turned it into a deep six. And it was just like, that was the coolest goddamn save I've ever seen in my life. Absolutely. Good job, good guy Baron on that one. Love Baron Corbin. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. He's great.
1: I Don't you dare pin the ratings on him, damn it. <laughs> I love that he's like the Vince surrogate for
2: this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Like, so...
3: Just for Vince, like, casually writing, like, yeah, Lucha House Party rules are dumb. <laughs> so sorry, everyone. <laughs> uh, Kevin, if people want to harass you, post this about your banana eating skills or internet connection. Where can they do that?
1: If you guys want to contact me and let's talk about one of the greatest rom-coms of all time, The Holiday, uh, you can find me at Kevin KevinGetsRad on Instagram and Twitter, cross-platform, because I like Making it easy for you, baby. And uh, Jimmy, two shorts. Where can people find you? Oh, that
3: is uh, also uh, cross-platform. At Chill Hartman. And I'm sure my friend code uh, for Switch is somewhere if you want to fight me in Smash. But...
1: If you want to talk to James about his awful, awful being a, just being awful person, just being a bad guy. Um, talk to him about it on Twitter.
3: You can talk to me on the internet where you can't find Kevin because his goes out every third day.
1: Shut your mouth. I hate you. We'll stab you. It is.
3: It's the empty neck goal that I will always shoot at. And I love it. Bye. Uh, baby. Anyhow, uh, anyhow, <laughs> everyone, uh, I hope you enjoyed the list. We'll be back next week with another one. Uh, Everyone, enjoy your uh, weekend. Enjoy TLC. TLC's happening. Go Lashley. Uh, au revoir.
1: Au revoir. It's
2: that little chico pit pool, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you've got to play the game so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.